Welcome back to the Chirpin' Yotes podcast. I said that right for the second week in a row. We're going to bring you another great hour of Coyotes content. Join me as always, Stathead Grandy, Mayman Chase, and we have a special guest who will introduce just a second. But first, boys, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, all things told. Uh, work hasn't been quite as crazy this week, so it's kind of starting to slow down. But uh, yeah, now it's just time to get through the dog days of the off season. Chase, what's up, man? Oh, you know, man, same old, same old, just work and stuff with the family, kids and stuff like that, getting ready to send them down to Mexico with their grandparents, and then I'll go ahead and join them towards the end of next week, probably. Uh, so looking forward to that little little break, little vacation. Um, but uh, yeah, other than that, everything's going good. Um, excited to talk hockey with you boys. And uh, couldn't couldn't uh, be more thrilled for this episode that we've got coming at you, uh, Tyler. How about you, buddy? How you doing, man? I spent forever and a day at the MVD today, running around all over the place, getting an emissions test. Forgot about those. Moving from Texas, I was like, oh yes. Uh, but other than that, pretty good. Uh, but we have a special guest, uh, Joe. You may know him as UK Yodis on Twitter. Go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. The floor is yours. Yeah, um, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on here. Uh, yeah, so um, most of the time I get asked, uh, how did I become a Coyotes fan? Obviously, it's quite uh, a weird thing that somebody from Britain is an Arizona Coyotes fan, especially a team that's not done very well ever in their history. Um, so, I mean... F- over in over here, ice hockey is not really a, a big thing. It's more of a niche, a niche sport. So, the first interaction I had with ice hockey was actually from a video game. I was playing NHL 13. I was about 11 at the time, and uh, I was playing that, and I kind of got into it that way. But I never really followed a team until I'd say 2018. That was when uh, Great Britain got to the World Championships again. They got promoted from the Division 1A, uh, first time in about 25-ish years. And I thought, I could really get into this. You know, I'm a big sports fan anyway. Uh, so I thought, well, let's pick a team. Just so happened that summer, Liam Kirk got drafted by the Coyotes. Uh, first British trained draft pick in the NHL. So I thought, yeah, let's follow them. Uh so yeah, I've been a fan for a few years. Set up the Twitter account, and uh, yeah, here I am. So yeah, thanks for having me on. Great to it's have awesome you. to have you on, man. It's a uh, it's awesome that you picked the Coyotes of all teams. It's been a painful existence, but hopefully, hopefully, one we're moving out of. So yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, for the first three years, we had the the one where we just missed the playoffs. Then we just got into the playoffs because of COVID. And then obviously the shortened season and uh, the one that we just had last. So it's not been particularly high, but, you know, you stick with your team, don't you, at that point? Once you've picked it, that's it. You know, that's it. That's yeah, sort of yeah. kind of the culture that we have over here. Once you pick the team, that's <laughs> that's it then. <laughs> yeah, stuck that's with it here, though, man. I like that you uh, followed uh, along, like, uh, you know, with, like, with your country's team and everything like that, and then kind of hitched your uh, wagon to this horse because uh, of Kirk. So that, that's a really cool story. I'm glad you shared that with us, man. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if we got the uh, guest introduced, shall we get to our housekeeping? Grandy, do you want to go ahead and just tear that 
Band-Aid off and uh, say so eloquently what's going on in the uh, hockey world today? Yeah, so we're not, we're not going to be very long on this, but as I'm sure anyone who listens to this knows, there is multiple sexual assault cases opened against Team Canada right now. We're not going to talk about it out of respect to the victims, out of all of that. But we do think the awareness needs to be spread. We uh, we all highly recommend following along with Rick Westhead's reporting on this. He is an absolutely phenomenal reporter who covers all his bases. So if you don't follow him already, give him a follow. Read his articles. He goes over it in great depth. He just printed one today about the 2003 World Junior Team from Canada. Um, just educate yourself and let's all work on making hockey a better place for everyone. I truly believe hockey is for everyone, but the culture around it is just not exactly the best at the moment. So we need to, we need to work on that so it can become a more open and inviting game for us all. And that's, all I really have to say about it, unless any of you boys want to add anything. I do, if you don't mind. I'd plan off that. You said hockey's for everyone. I think I'd fully agree. I mean, I think this is the time when I think hockey is with the expansion of the Sunbelt teams, and even we have Joe here who's like in the Coyotes because of Liam Kirk. This is the time when I think hockey is getting the most eyes on it. And unfortunately, things like this make it look negative, and we need to, I guess the culture needs to fix itself, as you're alluding to. That's what I'm trying to say. And I think that was just a very good point. So, but if anything else, boys, is that, uh, that for that time? I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not just hockey, is it? I mean, all sport is like joins people together through teams and that. Uh, so yeah, hundred percent hockey, any sport is for everybody. So yeah, it's just uh, really sad in news that, that we had uh, earlier. Yeah, I echo all your sentiments, and like Tyler said, this comes at a time where, um, you know, obviously there's a lot more eyes on hockey with the TV deals and everything that have come into play over the past uh, what season or so. Uh, lots more eyes, and, um, you know, there's lots of these skeletons seem to be getting dragged out of the closet. Uh, rightfully so. I mean, this stuff does need to be exposed, needs to be handled, and um, needs to be dealt with uh, in the correct way um and all that good stuff to clean this up um it's i mean i've read a few things like grandy said i encourage you to all go read it yourselves and um just kind of educate yourself but uh i i can't even tell you how curdled i got in my stomach man it's 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 just disgusting stuff and um you know unfortunately a lot of um you know negative stuff has has come out regarding um you know old school hockey culture and stuff like that so I, I think we're you know making progress on getting away from a lot of the bad stuff uh, of the past but man it's it's stuff like this when you when you just kind of uh, have the light flashed on and it's like we have got so much further to go um in so many different areas but uh yeah that's, i mean that's all i've got to say about it boys one thing I do want to add real quick, too, is that I saw somebody ask lately, why are people coming forward with this now? Why is this happening now? Why is this more public now? And 
I think a large part of the reason why is Kyle Beach's stance against the Blackhawks really emboldened people to stand up for themselves with it. So we talked about it when it happened, but again, just would like to thank Kyle Beach for his bravery with that whole situation. And um, just moving forward, let's let's all fix this. Let's all be good to each other. Be a better human, as I've seen a lot of t-shirts say. I like that phrase very much. But getting into the Coyotes and kind of going back into the, I guess, lighter topics, uh, if you want to call it that. Once again, we are determined and destined to tank, uh, obviously. Uh, we did some pretty good, got a good draft slot, got some great drafts, so that gives you hope for the future. But until then, we are tanking. But who do you think, I know last year was Montreal, and I don't remember the last one already, but who do you think is going to be hanging with us, battling for the bottom of the basement? Uh, will it be Montreal again? Maybe Detroit joins us? Maybe Ottawa? Who do you guys think is going to join us? I think... Yeah, um, oh, no, oh, oh, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. Take okay. it. Um, most, I was just going to say the most obvious one, and also the one in our division, I think, is going to be the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, if their trade said anything during the draft, they are having a complete teardown. Uh trade in a way, Kirby Dark, loads of other players that who they added recently. I think they're gonna really struggle this year with the players that they've got and battle with us for the basement of that division. So I think um going into our tank rivals as you if you could call it that, it's the Blackhawks to me is a team that really stands out as one that's going to be quite poor and with us near the bottom for most of the season, I'd like to think, anyway. And one thing I do want to say, too, we call it tanking because it's the obvious thing to say. Um, It's the easy thing to say. But to me, there's a difference between rebuilding and tanking. And... The Coyotes never truly crossed that line. Yes, we were bad, but we kept mainstays like Chickren. We kept uh, Clayton Keller. We kept Nick Schmaltz. We kept guys like this together in order to still field a team, pretty much. Um, with the Blackhawks, like the Debrinket trade, I get it. It makes sense. You had to pay him a lot of money. He may not have resigned with you, or maybe would have tried to force his way out like Kachuk is doing in Calgary right now. So I get that trade completely, but the trade I look at that makes me go, they're just full-on tanking is that Kirby Doc trade. How do you trade a senator that's, what, 21 years old that hasn't really had a chance to prove himself one way or the other at all at the start of your rebuild? This is the time you should be letting him shine. And I'm really glad that the Coyotes didn't go this all out. Now, yes, the Blackhawks still have Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane on their team, but I don't think Kane's much. I don't think Kane will start the season there. And the only reason Taves will is no team's going to want him at his salary, so he's going to be stuck there all year. But uh, aside from the Blackhawks, I think the Kraken could join us there still. I think they could be 
equally as bad. I think the Flyers, I think the Flyers could sneakily be worse than us. Although you never know with a John Tortorella team. The team doesn't look like it has a whole lot of talent, but at the same time, Tortorella has performed miracles in the past. I wouldn't put it past him. Um, aside from that, we saw a couple of the of the rebuilding teams make some major swings, like Ottawa, Detroit, and New Jersey, all trying to improve. And this is where we're going to be at next year, or at the absolute worst, the year after. So, I think we'll finish with the top bottom five. I don't think any teams catch in Chicago, but there's going to be a lot of teams in the Bedard race. And there's going to be teams like with the Canadians. So we weren't talking about the Canadians at this point last year. There's going to be a team that joins us unexpectedly at the bottom. Uh, what do you boys have to say? Yeah, you guys pretty much got them all, at least in my book. Uh, I don't think Ottawa's going to be down there with us. Um, I think they'll be in that you know next tier above, uh, maybe a fringe playoff team. But uh yeah, I, I'm skeptical on Philly just because of what you said, Grandy, Torts. Um, you know that team is going to play hard and uh, give it everything that they've got every night because that's the only way that uh, you know he lets his teams play. Uh, Kraken, I agree with. Chicago's going to be a dumpster fire again, and man, it's great to see that. But, uh, you know, <laughs> wish they were a little bit better, but, uh, you know, just for selfish reasons. But, uh yeah, I mean, uh, you guys, you guys hit them all, man. Um, I'm right there with you. Yeah, it's definitely a race to the bottom. Um, I'm like you said, Chase. I, as a part-time Red Wings fan, I'm excited to see Chicago be absolutely awful and fall apart at the seams. I love it. Um, yeah, I mean, the Bedard race is on. Suck hard for Bedard or whatever the other hashtags people are coming up with. Let's hope that we can uh, throw ahead in the ring. There's always a chance of us getting that number one pick, even if we are not the worst team in the league. So we'll That's be true. in the stakes yeah. for Conor Bedard. Um, but yeah, I don't think we'll be the worst. I, I, I would, if I had to bet money, I'd put it on the Chicago Blackhawks uh, next year. I don't want them to get Bedard. Yeah, though. I'd be betting the under on their wins right now because I just don't see how they're going to get mid. <laughs> they have a look of being a. Awful, awful team. I think Patrick I mean, Kane should have forced himself out too, right? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned the Debrinket trade earlier. And I, you, you, I mean, I agree with you that you, you could, like, he was probably going to go. But even so, I think that was a good trade for Ottawa, getting him for only a few draft picks. Um, and speaking of Ottawa, I think they're going to be um, in and around that trying to get that playoff spot next year they've they've really built that team up so yeah they're not going to be in with us uh yeah you definitely should have gotten more for a two-time mm. 40 goal scorer absolutely it like i understand the reason why trading him i don't understand the return at all you almost right, got just as much got for kirby Dock. no kidding GMB would have gotten after the damn league Considering we got rid of OEL's contract in Dylan Gunther for Connor Garland, that's a pretty pretty good trade. Yeah, I'm saying if he had a brink, I really think he would have gotten Gretzky in his prime for some somehow. How you pulled that string? Like how did he? Okay, well, that's a good GM to me. One of those teams, because I agree with you that there'll be a team that sort of expects to be in the playoffs 
that ain't going to make it and will end up being in that sort of conversation. One of the teams that sort of intrigues me a bit that I could kind of see going in that mould is the Bruins. I think that's quite an ageing group. And at some point, that skill level, when you get to a certain age, is going to fall off. And so I'm interested to see how they go about that, whether it be this year or maybe a couple more years down the line. What's that fall-off point? Are they going to retool or is it going to be a sort of a crash and burn scenario? Because that, that core is getting quite old now. They seem to have been, you know, they've had that peak where they were winning the Stanley Cup and whatever. And now it's kind of getting slowly worse and worse. So I'm, I'm going to be interested to see with that. Uh, how they do this year. That's another team that I could sort of see going either getting the playoffs or going the other way completely. Yeah, I have the same I have the same wonder. I, I want to see what happens with Calgary this year. Again, like with John Tortorella, Sutter is a coach I respect too much to say that they're definitely going to be in the in the bottom with us. But they're going to lose arguably their two best players from last year, and Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau, one of whom was an MVP candidate and could have finished top five voting in Johnny Hockey. Um, losing those two is going to be a huge hit, especially if they don't get enough back for Chuck. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens with them, especially when they were just a Stanley Cup contender this year. That's an interesting situation up there in Calgary, too. I mean, he just walks for less money. Would you have gone for the money if you guys could? If it was your, your career, would you have taken the money in Calgary or would you have gone elsewhere? I understand completely what he did. He wanted to be closer to home, especially with his wife expecting. And the Calgary fans are up in arms because, well, he only moved a couple hours closer to home. It's a couple hours in the border. That is a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's... He's far closer to home. Like Johnny Garo himself said, he's 45 minutes from his wife's family. It's, I understand completely why he did. And I think I would have made the same decision he did. Try to be closer to home and, well, play in the States. It's just, especially for American-born players, it's just, it's easier for us to play in the States. It happens pretty consistently where... Americans do leave Canadian teams for that reason. Not that I have anyone in mind with that, but yeah, I was about to say the exact same thing as that with (laughs) um, Hmm. yeah, back home from a Canadian Toronto. Um, I'm not. I'm not sorry at all. We're all dead. Screw you. All dancing around the team. We're all dancing around the subject. And Chase just comes right on it and says. Screw you, Toronto. Whatever, who cares? It's going to be a tough day up there, man. It's going to be a real tough day. A day that I'll rejoice in. I'll make it a holiday. I'll take the day off every year for it. AM 34 day, baby. AM 34 exodus day. We obviously want him to come here, but I think there's going to be just as much celebrating if he chooses a different team. As long as it's not Toronto. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, yeah. In the States. Yeah. Yeah, just make it not Vegas. That. Yeah, as long as it's not Vegas, I'm pretty much like, all right. Or, or Chicago. He doesn't go to those well, two places. Very, pretty much. 
Yeah, very committed on him, him staying in Toronto. They're really high on him staying in Toronto and him signing that extension. So it's going to be funny to see how they react to that if he does leave, which I'm hoping he does. There's going to be so many burning jerseys. (laughs) Yeah, there is. Oh, man. I'll have to buy one on. I really think if Toronto wants to keep him, they need to sign him to an extension as soon as they possibly can. Because the closer Austin Matthews gets to free agency, mm-hmm. the more and more that's going to appeal to him because we rarely, rarely see a player in their prime hit unrestricted free agency. And Matthews will be right in the middle of his prime. You can sign him to a seven-year deal and not have it age poorly because he's going to be just exiting his prime at the end of it. He's going to get, I still think he's going to be the first max contract we see where he gets thrown the max amount of money you possibly can at him. I mean, we saw the reaction with uh, Gaudreau, whose name passed me by earlier. I mean, that's been pretty bad in Calgary. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets booed when Columbus goes up there and, and play uh, and play the Flames. But yeah, if I mean, if Matthews leaves the Maple Leafs and if he carries on, which there's no reason why he shouldn't. If he carries on with how he's been playing there and he hits some restricted free agency, my God, they are gonna it's gonna be an absolute meltdown in Canada. I wouldn't want to be in Toronto. I wouldn't want to be a Maple Leafs fan when it happens. It there's gonna be chaos. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a rough day. Rough for who? Not for me. Being ready for no, that. Not for us. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, we're just... all going to be celebrating. And <laughs> no, I'm, I'm marking the calendar. I'm telling you right now, I'm celebrating, boys. Every day, we're going to go out. We're all going to we... meet up in Arizona. We're just going to go get shit faced and just celebrate AM 434 Exodus Day. I'll take the first July. flight over. There it is. There it is. <laughs> I'll take the first flight over. If he signs, if he signs in Arizona, I'm going straight there. Just getting absolutely off my tits. It's going to be one massive party, man. Can't wait. Yeah. I got a guest room over here July, where I live, so come on over. July 1st, 2024, I can already tell you my production is going to be nothing because <laughs> I am going to be glued to my phone waiting to see where Matthew signs. What if Breaking he gets news. this, though? What if, what if he's coming on this and this pod ages horribly and he signs with Toronto? <laughs> we all look like assholes because we're all like, yeah, we're going to celebrate, pop bottles, fly out here. <laughs> Tyler, oh. Tyler, what you had yes. a whole rant about how French Canada doesn't exist. I don't recall that conversation. <laughs> we already look like assholes. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if you heard that, Joe, but I did say that half of what, like a third of yeah. Canada doesn't exist. <laughs> He's all yeah, I'm familiar. <laughs> I'm American, a third of Canada that one of your co-hosts happens to be essentially. Rom for all intents and purposes. <laughs> yeah, but that's why I had you announce the article and not me. So I, I there's my rip there's my like my olive branch. Good enough. Uh. I write a card or something. I got you. Oh man. Well speaking of I guess causing Canadian ire, the hockey guy a week or two ago 
uh, posted a really just a video that I loved. I immediately was like, this is going to be a pod topic. I, I knew going in. Uh, essentially, the question he raised was, would Arizona have the ire it has if it was an expansion team and not a relocation team? The Canadian team didn't come down to a Sunbelt team or whatever. I just I loved it. Again, I absolutely in his video, please, please give if you have not watched it yet, go give him a watch. All of his content. He is absolutely fantastic. His Discord group is great. Uh just give him as much follow as you can. Uh, but boys, I wanted to I guess raise that question to you. If you thought that if we maybe were an expansion in nineteen ninety six or whatever year it would have been, uh if we would have the ire that we have today. So honestly, to honestly, I uh I don't know. I go back and forth on that because I watch how much flack Florida Panthers gets too. I watch how much flack the Columbus Blue Jackets get about being a team nobody wants to play for, according to a lot of Canadians, despite the fact that well, John Goodrow just signed there. But yeah. I say, um, I'm sure about that. Um, I just think, and this is not by any stretch of the imagination, all fans. I just think that there, especially in Canada, is this sense of entitlement when it comes to hockey. Where, well, we should have more teams than we do. Or, well, this is Canada's game. Why is it down there in the desert? Um, the other issue we have is if we want to be completely and 100% frank with ourselves, we have earned a lot of, a lot of the ire. We've been in almost constant financial troubles since Glendale. Um, owners going bankrupt, the league owning us. I don't know if we were an expansion team, if we'd still be here in all honesty. It's it's a tricky situation because you just you have this team that has had so much off ice controversy and is in the news constantly about off ice things that it becomes a punching bag and as we've talked about in the past easy jokes are used as often as they are because they are easy and it's an easy joke to poke fun at Arizona. It's an easy way to get fan interaction. It's an easy way to get ha ha ha's. So it just manifested itself and it just continues. Um, I think if we were an expansion team, we'd still get a lot of the hate directed at us because of the amount we're in the news. So that's my thoughts on it. And this isn't to discredit anything that the hockey guy said. If you've listened to me, you know I am a huge fan of his. It's just we're a tricky situation where we just haven't had stability of any kind in what is it now? years so that hopefully looks to be changing and once we get that stability I think you're going to see a whole new thing you'll still see some jokes you'll still see a lot of that stuff 
but I think we'll become closer to how the Panthers get viewed where it's an occasional jab when it, they get reminded of it versus a constant, constant battering. The big thing is, is we just have to stay out of the news, which again, once the Tempe gets officially approved and we are in it will happen. So that's my thoughts on it. Boys, take it away. That's that was really good. That was really uh but I do have one thing to say. You did say that uh Canada uh you know has this claim to hockey and they do, and I was saying it obviously was founded there, but do you actually know what Canada's national sport is by chance? My favorite fact ever that I love to throw on Canadians' faces. Yes, I do. And no, it's not Tyler. I'm sorry. It is. It is. I just Googled it again to make sure I wasn't crazy. And it and, is, in fact, lacrosse, America's, not hockey. And America's, and America's national sport is baseball. Yeah, I know. Does anybody know, know what our national sport is? Cricket? Yep. Not football. Or as you call it, soccer. It's cricket. Look at that, Grandy. I'm, so I'm educated. National, national sport or not? They're big sport is hockey just like america's big sport is football and the the uk's biggest sport is football that's actually played with feet as it should sport. be uh, yeah honestly i really yeah football is so weirdly named not to get off topic yeah it really <laughs> is though i wonder how they get yeah you kick the ball what, twice you punt it and you do like a point after touchdown thing that's it you kick it twice how did it get the name football I don't know where we got. What I've always heard that it was called that because the ball is a foot long. I guess I can is Google that it true? Again. Somebody check. Somebody check that. I think it's because the ball is a foot long. I yeah. gotta say, if the Brit is right on this and we aren't, this is going to be a really embarrassing. <laughs> this is embarrassing. <laughs> keep keep me on. I'm the expert, man. Just keep me on. <laughs> Get me permanent fixture. But now you're going back on topic. Um, I just wanted to add, like, we're not the only team that like moved from a Canadian team in the '90s. Obviously, Colorado was the Quebec Nordiques, so you can kind of compare it with them. And I think I agree; it goes both ways. They don't get any of these jabs or jokes or whatever because they've had stability and they've had success. The difference is with us, it's we've never been stable, as we've said. We've never had any success, apart from a couple of years. And the market and the area is just really, it's not the first place you'd think of that would have an ice hockey team. Um, when I first became a fan, I didn't even know beforehand that Arizona had an ice hockey team. It's just not what you think of. You just don't think a desert, a place in the desert would be playing a winter sport. It's so I think it all plays into that as well. So I think we would be better liked if we were an expansion team, but we would still get the jabs and the jokes just because we've never had the success. We never had the stability and just because it's really a, I mean, it's one of the most untraditional markets in the NHL, if not the most. 
I think that was really well put. Yeah, especially the stability. Because I mean, like I know like, the Blackhawks had their issues with attendance and sales and the Penguins. So I think just whenever you get stability and winning, you kind of just you're beloved no matter what. I'm sure there's lots of examples out there in England too, with just all the different football teams mm-hmm. that come and go. So. But I think and that, that's just it. People forget how close Pittsburgh was to moving before they got Crosby. Mm-hmm. Exactly, I was the about to say. Era yeah. between, the era between Lemieux and Crosby was a barren wasteland. Oh, where the Dead Wings, too. The Dead Wings, those are bad, too. The Blackhawks, you couldn't watch games on live TV. That's awesome. <sighs> Every team has had catches. We just had a 25-year, what, 24 to 25 years? Ours has been a little longer than others. That's okay. Stability. Just stability, and it starts at the top. And looks like we're getting there, as you said earlier. I hope. Uh, I have the, this is definitely the most hope I think I've had when it comes to stability. You know, especially with, like, 30-year. I love the 30-year um, no-movement clause, I guess I'll call it. If they get this Tempe deal done, I think that was a really, really good move. That makes me feel especially confident. Considering we have a tattoo plan, that would really not be good to have the Kachina tattooed on me, and it is no longer in the state. That would just not be a day for me. But I also think that we may have gotten a little bit less, because the Winnipeg Jets did eventually come back. So in a way, it's kind of like they never left. Well, they had that kind of hiatus, didn't they, for... Yeah, uh, 13 years, I think it was 12, 13 years. Something like that, yeah. Something not the best at math. Yeah, something like that. But it's weird, it's like it's the Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, they kept you know the 1920 founding date and a lot of that history, but like the Coyotes pretty much ditched. It's outside the whiteout, I think. I mean, Grant, you can correct me if I'm wrong. We pretty much just became the Coyotes. We didn't really have any of the ties outside the whiteout, right? I don't think I'm missing anything, right? No, we have uh, retired numbers from there. We have oh, right. oh, yeah, of course. from there. We have ties, but it's also one of those things where, especially once the Jets came back, it kind of just got treated like they were the Jets again and they got those ties back, Yeah, which doesn't bug me at the least. We're the Arizona yeah. Coyotes. We're not the one to take Jets. I agree. Yeah, they even have, yeah, Thrasher. How long were the Thrashers even around? They only been around that long. 90-something? They weren't around that long. And what's funny is Atlanta was tried and failed twice at the market. The Atlanta Flames Flames, to the Calgary Flames and the Thrashers to the Jets. I mean, personally, I kind of prefer that we cut off that history and it's sort of gone back to the Winnipeg Jets. I mean, it's interesting for me, before I even became a fan of ice hockey, and this is just not even in Britain, just Europe-wide, the idea of a team moving cities is just unheard of. I can only think of like two teams in any sport here that has ever moved a city, into a city. It's a completely like North American thing. A, a sports team, for me, is a part of the community. So like, I don't think any team, personally, I don't think any team should move like ever. So that's why I prefer it that Winnipeg sort of has that history and we really only have a few things like the white out that we kept um, after, you know, we, we was moved from Winnipeg. And honestly, on that subject, North American sports is becoming more like that too, where what was the last team that relocated? 
I think it was Seattle to OKC. And uh, Seattle Supersonics to the OKC Thunder. No, uh, Vegas, um, Raiders to Vegas. Uh, oh, LA Raiders Rams to Vegas just recently. LA Rams were, I think, a year or two before. And then the technically, the oh, I guess they have for the San Diego Chargers as well. That was... Those are really quiet moves. They weren't really huge. It was just kind of moving down the lane kind of thing. I I always forget the Raiders are in Vegas because yeah, me too. the Raiders are just meh. It just so happened but to stick with me. I agree with that, the thought process that teams should stay where they're at. and It's why I don't understand. Ottawa has its issues, and none of us, aside from Tyler, are calling for the Ottawa Senators to move. I want to see the Senators work in Ottawa. I want to see that market thrive. I think it's good for hockey that there's a market there. I it's not thriving, so, considering you know, all the stuff we hear about Canada being the perfect hockey market. It's like, well, that's a little funny, don't you think? And it's just... Just don't cheer for us to move. Anyways, we have gone way too long and not kicked it over to Chase yet, so... He is back right chase are you back no he's not back yet oh my bad no it's okay um he is with i think his daddy said right well uh we haven't had a soccer rant yet so we're, we're doing okay actually i think oh, i was the yeah. one that started our first soccer rant. that's true that's true oh and it's called football and- by the way because apparently rugby football was called over here so we just dropped the rugby and kept football we call it soccer because association football uh, right. which i guess england called it before a certain time we just kept it so and apparently australia calls it that yeah yeah you've got australian rules football i don't know where i heard that from that it was a foot long i don't know it, yeah that makes i sense. saw that rumor pretty quickly into looking into it too the yeah. football's called because yeah, it's a foot i so also saw that there was also a rumor that it was called football because it was originally played 100% on foot, where you had to run the ball to move it forward. But yeah, according to the NFL Hall of Fame's own site, it's what Tyler said. Right, just, that makes sense. really weird how we just we dropped the rugby part. I don't know. Interesting. And then it called gridiron too, so it's kind of like gridiron rugby football. So I don't know. They just decided. I mean, well, I mean, rugby rugby isn't. Isn't gridiron? Gridiron is American football, but yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and the Thrashers were ninety-nine to twenty eleven, which is yeah, so twelve years. Uh, I mean, it's interesting actually that it was pointed out that if if we were an expansion team, would we still exist? Well, Atlanta was an expansion team around that same time, and they don't exist, so I don't think we would exist either. Yeah, I just. The expansion thing is just because we would have been so bad to start because back then they didn't want their expansion teams to start out well at all. So, yeah, it would just, it would have been, we would have been so bad. We wouldn't have had the success we would have had when we first moved here. And that was huge for establishing an early market. Mm-hmm. I really think it gets undersold how much when we first moved here, having a playoff yeah. team already helped build us. Having Kachuk, having Ronick, having these guys, and having Doan was crucial to us staying, keeping the Coyotes. So, yeah. Last act, yeah, absolutely. 
in those sweaters. It's just funny seeing how the Kachina is because was, you know, people used to just absolutely not like it. Now it's one of what top three best sweaters in the league, top five. Something like that. Yeah, it's amazing. And especially the peyote coyote that we used to have, the green one, and now it's purple. I mean, I remember that being hated too. It's like it's amazing how that stuff just comes right back, you know, and ends up becoming beloved. They need to bring that purple one. Yes, I would love as an, as an alternate. Yes. That is honestly, that is like top tier jerseys in the league of the whole thing, man. It's such a nice jersey. I'm so glad I've managed to get one. Who'd you yeah, get? I got the purple one. Well, I've got that one, and I've got um, and I had the I've got the old red one. I don't have a Kachina one yet. I'm getting my white one, one, Keller white one. Actually, here in a couple months, I'm gonna buy one. So, an yeah, Adidas. It's a bit, bit harder over here. I've got to pay for shipping. Oh right, that's mm. right. So a lot slower to add, and a bit more expensive. I'll trade you a Chelsea shirt for a Coyote shirt. I got you. I'll mail it out. I'll be your middleman. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably not a bad idea. All right, I'll take it. Yeah, we've got a deal. All right, works for me. Yeah, absolutely. I can get a Chelsea shirt easy. Let's see. I think I want a Reese James, I think. So keep an eye out for me. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Uh, I don't know where the news Chelsea stories. You get them all over the country, big teams. They have stores everywhere. There's probably one in Birmingham where I, where I live. So, yeah, I'll pop down there. Reese James. Reese James, yes, sir. Reese James, we'll get that one. Yeah. And if you let me know what player you want, I got you. I'll mail it out for you. Uh, Do you have a player you like yet? You have a favorite player? I don't know. I'll have to have a think. It depends if they get traded or not in mid-season. You don't want to go for somebody that that potentially get traded. So I think we'll uh, we'll give somebody like Chikrin a miss. I have to think of somebody that... Uh, Liam Kirk, Tucson? Kirk, if he makes too. it. Uh, I don't know. We'll have a think about that one. I'll get back to you. Sure, let me know. Speaking of stock, Grandy, you wanted to mention our defenseman overstock. We can have a fire sale, or what's the deal? What's going on, Stathead, Grandy? Go ahead and give us the skinny on that one. Yeah, so what it is is right now, we have eight defensemen that are waiver eligible. I need to go through waivers to be sent down. And those guys are Jacob Chikrin, Shane Gostasbear, Patrick Nemeth, Josh Brown, Troy Stepser, Dyson Mayo, Cam Deneen, and Connor Timmons. So that's eight guys that any team can claim off of waivers if we are to send them down. That's not an ideal situation to be at. And also, that is not counting spots for J.J. Moser, Vladislav Kolyachanuk, or um, Victor Soderstrom, all of whom are going to need NHL playing time relatively soon, if not already. So that gives us 11 defensemen we need to find a spot for, and seven spots essentially for them. Now, Cam Dean, maybe you can risk him on waivers, maybe he'll pass through. Is that really a risk you want to take? It's just... There's a lot of guys right now. And maybe the move is to have J.J. Moser, Kolyachanuk, and Soderstrom playing in the minors until the trade deadline when guys like Troy Stetcher and Gostas Bear, who are both um, UFAs at the end of the year, are more than likely going to get traded at the deadline. 
So maybe that's the move. There's another move, obvious move, that is our next talking point. So we'll get to that in a bit. But I just I look at our defense and I think something's got to give. Some trade has to happen or we're going to look at we're going to look at cutting our young guys out and it's really tough not to watch JJ Moses performance at the end of last year and say oh well he can just get sent down so um but what do you guys think about that i think uh largely yeah you hit the nail on the head there i mean i think uh yeah, you nailed it really i don't think i have anything else to really add yeah, it's definitely going to be a difficult one because of the performances of Moser, who is obviously not waiver eligible. And even Collier Chonok, I thought, had a pretty solid debut season. I'd love to see those two get some game time again this season. So, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if we traded someone um, sooner rather than later when it comes to filling uh freeing up spots for the defense for the d for the d spots because yeah as you said we just we have too many players for that position we've got seven and then there's 12 so yeah with that i think the way to go about it would be to pull off a trade you could as you said pass Deneen through waivers maybe if he doesn't get picked up but it's a risk i don't think it's I don't really think it's worth taking that risk just to free up some spots because I quite like Camden and I think he can do a job in the NHL. Yeah, and that's just it with J.J. Moser and Kolya Chunuk being both the only guys that can pass through waivers without, well, passing through waivers. They can get sent down without having to pass through. It's almost like you have to send them down, and I hate being in that position. Um, maybe you can send Nemeth down. I don't think any team would claim him, but can't imagine that's the plan at all. I know he was acquired just to be a contract, but there's just there's so many spots, and I think that just might be a good segue to get into our next talking point on. Well, the obvious trade. Make there is one guy there that has made it very clear his unhappiness at the end of last year and who should return a lot of assets to us. And there is something specific that not a lot of people know about with Chikrin that according to Cap Friendly, at the start of next year, he has a partial no trade clause pick in. So we have, we do have a deadline to move him if we want to maximize our assets. Um, my obviously the hope is he comes back this year. He goes back to the old chicken and decides he's happy staying. But at this moment in time, with the defensive long jab we're talking about, and with us needing to find minutes for Soderstrom and Moser and Kolya Chunuk, 
it just it just seems like it makes so much sense still to move him. Um, I'm really surprised with the lack of defensemen available in free agency, the lack of defensemen available on the trade market, especially ones as cheap salary-wise as Jacob Chikrin is, that we haven't seen him get traded yet because you'd think that a team would step up and pay that price with that contract that would look so good on a contending team. His contract doesn't do us any good. We don't need to worry about the cap. But getting a guy who can play like Chikrin at that cap hit would be huge for a contending team. Um... I just, I don't know. I still think it just makes too much sense to move him. I know GMBA said he's not going to, and he's given us no reason not to believe him, of course. But at the same time, that could also very easily be GM speak for, well, I have no issue going into the season with him, so you guys have to hit the price. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, it, it made sense to trade him last season. It makes a lot of sense now with the strength in, well, I say strength, but with the depth that we've got in the defenseman positions to trade him this season. Um, yeah, as you said, 100% I agree with that. You get that. If a team like Ottawa gets in for Chikrin, who they need to add defensively, I mean, I can see Chikrin going to Ottawa. That's a good deal on both ends. It frees up. We get some maybe some prospects. It frees up the positions uh, in defence. They get a defenceman that is um, that they need that they're kind of lacking in. So yeah, as I said, it makes sense. It made sense to trade him last season. This season, it makes even more sense. Uh, but I would like to add it. I mean, it's going to be a sad one because I mean he's what twenty four. And, you know, at one point he was sort of seen as the defenseman of the future and now we're talking about trading him. And, I mean, he's the same age as Clayton Keller and Keller is never going to move. But then we're talking about Chikrin, who, well, has made it publicly kind of clear that he wants to move. And we're talking about him and he's the same age as Keller and he was drafted by us and he was kind of seen at one point as the the, the future in that spot, he was re- really developed when uh, player development's been poor. So, yeah, I mean, with all that, I, it's going to be quite sad to see him go. But as I said, it, it made sense last season. It really makes sense to trade him, get some draft picks, prospects, free up that defensive, uh, free up those defensive positions. So, yeah, anything, anybody else wants to add to that? Yeah, it's, I think... If I remember right, I could be wrong. I think last year we were kind of saying that Chikrin, around this time, maybe a little bit before, one of the pods, I remember we talked about it. I know uh, Chikrin was kind of being posted as a future Captain Coyote, you know, so it's just really sad, I guess I'll say, that he isn't happy here, you know, and it, but it's, I think Ottawa, yeah, Ottawa's a good movement for him too. I forgot when you said that, but I definitely agree. And I, I like Ottawa sweaters, they look really nice. Promise, Chikrin, as long as we get good assets, and I trust GMBA to 
formulate that trade perfectly. Like I said, I mean, I have absolute faith. So I'd be sad to see him go. Definitely a sad day, but I'll take uh, take the prospects right now. And I mean, I don't blame him for not being happy here because for any player who wants to win and throughout most of his career here, we've not really won. only had that, that couple of seasons, one where we just missed the playoffs, then we snuck in. Uh, when it got cut short due to COVID. And then in our immediate future, we're not going to be competitive. So I don't blame him for wanting to move to, you know, get a chance at playoffs, get a Stanley Cup chance. So, you know, I'll have no grudges with him wanting to move to a contender. And I think it makes sense for all all parties. But yeah, as I said earlier, it was for ages, you know, he, he really developed. He was seen as, a, yeah, maybe even a future captain. Um, but now, a year later, it makes a lot of sense to move that contract on for prospects and, and draft picks. What's GMBA yeah, doing? Excellent. I think it was just a year ago where we had that question, who's the future captain of the Coyotes? And it was actually a subject that we didn't even spend much time on because yeah, we were, pretty we were sure. all so unanimous that it was Kickering that it was like, well, what are the talking points? We've all covered it already. We might as well just move on. This time last year, we were sitting here having to defend Keller to the death. Yep. And no. nobody had to do anything to defend Chickering. And right now it feels like that's completely flipped. And I still love Chikrin. I'm just okay with trading him because I understand the plan and I get how it makes sense. And if you're not okay with trading him, that is perfectly okay because you're allowed. Yeah, your opinion valid. You're allowed to sit there and say, I don't want to lose players that are good too. I mean, I don't want to lose them. I don't like losing. I don't want to tank. You know, I get why we are tanking, but at the end of the day, I'd, I'd love to, nothing more than competing for Stanley Cup right now. I don't want to tank, but I know it's just unfortunately part of what we got to go on so we can compete, you know? So if losing Chikrin is one of those things, and it's like, I, I'll be sad. You know, like we were all saying last year, I mean, he's a, we pretty much unanimously thought he was the captain, so I'd be sad. But if he doesn't want to be here too, I, I get that. I mean, sometimes at work, do you want to be there? You know, if you can give a chance to get traded to somewhere else, would you take it, you know? And we need Possibly to do it properly as well. I mean, how many times have we rebuilt? I mean, Ch- uh, Chika, when he was GM, we rebuilt and he didn't fully commit to that rebuild. He got in players that were too, too early on in the rebuild and he didn't build a contender. Yeah, so, Chika's a bad word around here. Yeah, well, <laughs> and that's why, because he did not rebuild properly uh, amongst the other things with the the testing of the draft picks and <laughs> loads of other stuff. But he didn't rebuild properly. He thought they were a contender way too early. So it's on one side, you're upset that these players are going. But on the other side, you've got hope because for the first time that I know of, that what we're doing is a proper rebuild. And yeah. that can only be yeah. a good thing in the future. Yeah, and at the risk of repeating what. Sorry, go ahead, Grandy. Oh, I said this is the first time I know of, and I've followed this team yeah. essentially since they've been here. Yeah. 
Yeah, and at the risk of repeating some stuff that you guys said, I had to step away and uh, pretty much push my kids out of the house to go to Mexico. But uh, uh, you know, this is a this is an interesting topic as far as chicken and dealing them goes. Um, I've got mixed emotions, I guess is the best word I could say. I'm, I'm disappointed that there's not more patience there. Um, you know, just just because personally like if i was in the same spot which i'm not and he's the only one that can make the decision for him i i, I feel like this new um regime has kind of made it clear that uh you know we're going to build the right way and everything like that um and so i i would hope i would have liked for him to want to be a part of the fix you know for this franchise um but i mean that's not everybody's cup of tea he's been around for a couple years now um you know suffered some injuries and everything like that and so we all know nothing is guaranteed in this world um and you know play time or you know how many more shots you get at it or how many more years you're gonna get nothing like that is is ever guaranteed there's always something that we can't see over the horizon um so i do understand it from that point and one wanting to be a contender and everything like that um when i take my emotions out of it a trade makes a ton of sense to me um just because when you look up and down this roster of who we'd be willing to move off of at this point um it's the person that would get the most in a return is gonna be chick um you know keller is um, on record saying that he wants to be here he's locked up for a while um schmaltz i you know i'm not sure you know what was said he's locked into a deal um but he doesn't have as much value as a chicken um so like it, it does make a lot of sense from that standpoint and you know if we can get back good draft capital and maybe a prospect or two um you know i think you pull that trigger even though his contract is very team friendly for us right now um but uh yeah i mean it's just a, it's just a crapshoot man it's a lot of emotions no matter which way you look at it from um i find myself constantly kind of fighting back and forth with it like i mean there's so many pros and cons no matter what way you look at it it's just, it's it's pretty wild um uh, but uh yeah i mean i kind of heard the tail end of where we all thought he was going to be capped and i thought that was you know it's pretty much set in stone at that point uh when we visited that around this time last year but uh you know it is what it is stuff changes all the time but uh i'll i'll, I'll never have any ill will towards chick um even though i wish he could be around you know and be part of uh you know future success and everything like that uh, but um you know i guess when i look at it from a personal standpoint and how crazy of a world we live in and knowing not everything's guaranteed you know that might sway me you know to say that you know what nope i need a change of scenery i want to go somewhere that's ready to go now um or right on the cusp of being ready to go now whereas you know where i'm currently at we're in the bottom and um it's going to be a while um so i mean i'm sure you boys probably touched on most of those things but uh just kind of wanted to say my piece on chick and uh thanks oh you nailed it that was absolutely the perfect i'm we're where I'm at too with this is I love Pickering. I want to keep him. But at the same time, I look at this team, and to me, the only three players that you can look at and say you can't move them right now are the three players that went up and stood in front of the Tempe City Council. Absolutely. Um, them doing that just showed such a level of commitment. 
And for those that aren't aware, that was Christian Fisher, Lawson Krauss, and Clayton Keller. Um, and I get people are bullish on Christian Fisher because he's a fourth line player. There's a lot of people that want to see us replace, get rid of him, bring in someone else better. But he plays his role. He's great in the locker room. Yeah. He's a great guy. Like I don't, I don't understand. I just I don't get the hate he gets. He plays his role. And yeah, when you play your role and you're that dedicated to go and stand in front of Tempe City Council, you burned a spot in my heart. I'm sorry. Oh, agreed. Absolutely. But, yeah. Absolutely. In full agreement. That was a, I think Keller probably, I, mean, I think we all kind of felt that way on the pod, but I think Keller definitely probably solidified him becoming a captain, I think, with that moment as well. At least I think so. I could be wrong, but I, I think um, with the fans as general, I think. It wouldn't surprise me if he if he wasn't the captain. I can see the argument both ways, really, with him being a future captain. Um, if we were going I, to go into that topic, I tweeted out after as it was happening the picture of him flanked by Fisher and Kraus and asked, "Is this the future captain with his two A's?" And I, yeah. I would not be upset for one. No, they really mm. showed. I mean, their love of the team and just their leadership skill doing that. I mean. They didn't have to. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if there's... Sorry. Oh, no, you're good, man. If there's any yeah, C was... on this team right now, it is uh, Keller for sure. And um, right, that'd honestly be my pick at this point. You look at, um, you know, all the all the criticism and all the stuff that he dealt with and the noise that he had to hear. Um, you know, he, he put in the work, man. He bulked up. He plays a 200-foot game now. Um, he's never going to be the strongest dude. Um, but, you know, he fights like hell now. Um, and I, I don't see that change or anything. That's going to continue to evolve. And, um, you know, he's he's slick out there, man. I, and um, he's a likable guy. So, like, I mean, I, I foresee the C in his future for sure. Yeah, I was just going to say that it wouldn't surprise me if Christ got the C as well, uh, if it wasn't Keller, just because of his... Um, Maybe he has more of that qualities of leadership about him. Keller seems to be a bit more quiet. So, yeah, that's all I was going to say with that. I think we'd be good. Either one of those three guys getting the leadership mm-hmm. positions, I think we'd yeah. be good. Be well set. Now, I think it's time to play Who's That Yodi? Who's That Yod? If I don't know. I'll say it both ways, I guess, forever. I'll figure it out eventually. So, this, of course, is brought to you by our friends over at Rogue Energy, who if you use our promo code Yotes, Y-O-T-E-S. At checkout, it'll save you 10%. Support the show. Tons of delicious flavors. Uh, my cousin has tried it. He's tried the cherry limeade and with his workout, loved it. And he's pretty jacked. So I think that's a pretty good uh, say there. So again, promo code Yotes at checkout. Save 10%. So now, who's that Yote returns? And I have my players ready. Are you boys ready to play? Yes. Okay. Mm, I guess. Voting oh, confidence. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Thank you. They're easy. I, I don't make them too crazy. I'm, not, I'm never very good at things like this, but we'll give it a go. Yeah, and you pulled out Nick Ross last week. <laughs> that and one was, know... you said to challenge it. So I made it the most obscure guy that I and could find. I know he said he knew it, but I'm still calling BS on that yeah, one. Yeah, honestly. I'm saying yeah, he had to look it up. Google, I think so. Google knew it. But this one, I made sure that these are pretty simple. I made sure, made sure 
Okay. So, our first player. Like I said, mute yourselves, please. And don't Google it. Come on now. Let's, let's, let's have a clean, fair fight. All right. Our first clue. He played in the NHL for the Ottawa Senators, Columbus Blue Jackets, Arizona Coyotes, Phoenix, or Phoenix, Chicago Buzz. Blackhawks. Go ahead. Buzz. Antoine Vermette. That's it. Nice. Yep. That's I it. Knew that one Didn't even need to shoots finish left, it. Born, born July 20th, shoots left, played center, blah, 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 drafted 55th overall in 2000. All right. Next Was one, Granny Island. He dressed up as Pierre the Snowman. <laughs> Yeah, I, I knew personal Tyler's personal last man on the uh, Mount Rushmore. Yep. Yeah, that's the only trivia question I'm going to get in this whole series as actually... long as we do this. <laughs> I this had next one you might get. Unmuted. I I believe in you guys. This next one, actually, Brigani, to sit this one out. This one is not for you. I know, and. I don't think anybody here is going to get it. This one was specifically designed with Haynes in mind. Well, I can... Yeah, let's save it then. I'll, I'll, okay, I'll do my if bonus round one, and then, then... Okay, I'll do my bonus one then. So, he was drafted 171st overall in 1998. Also born July 20th. Center, who shoots left, and I actually own this jersey. Russian? Two-time Stanley Cup winner. Pavel Datsyuk. Yeah, it's Pavel Datsyuk. And Chase said it earlier. I was like, fuck, how did he know? Yeah, legend, you guessed it. Yeah. It he said there's 171st. I'm like, it can't be. Yeah, yep. that's it what I was thinking, too. That's what threw me off the scent. Mm-hmm. Tried to throw you off the trail. I had, like, the emergency. Like, I started to get easier. I was going to have, like, oh, he's, you know, known for magic mitts and all that. That way it'd be easy. But, oh, you guys got it. Is I it like a testament? The, uh, he's Russian. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, okay, no one, no one bid on that one. Okay, he's Russian. I own this jersey. I have a Pavel Datsuk and a away jersey. Is it a testament that in this feature of who's that yo? One of the players is someone that never actually played a game for us, and we just yeah, that, was the, yep, that was the yep, that was the <laughs> bonus round. That's why it's always my out there one is the bonus. <laughs> It won't always be drafted by. I, that was the first week because, again, the draft was kind of our theme. So every, I'll try and find some kind of a theme. This one, Datsuk and Vermette were both born on July 20th. So there you go. It just happened a couple days ago. So there we go. That was Who's That Yote? And that was, again, brought to you by our friends at Rogue Energy. So with that out of the way, I... I think we should ask uh, Joe what his... Mount Rushmore it is. It's a yes. Oh yes. yeah, that's the tradition. That's that's my question of the week. Instead, we'll do that. So, Joe, we have a thing on here. We've done again. I'm not sure how much of the pod you listen to, but we each have a Mount Rushmore. Some are better than others. Shut up. Of Coyotes players, your four greatest of all time. So let's go ahead and hear your list whenever you're ready, Ooh. sir. So you and it can be any. Here. Yeah, it any, can be anybody you want, anybody. anybody you love cheering for, because. He's Coaches Cisplanos on his. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> one, immediately, one immediately sticks out to me, and it's just for like one moment. I've got to put Mikel Bodker on there, and okay. um, that's a fresh one. It's a yep. fresh one. That goal he scored against, I think it was Nashville, 2012 playoffs, 
where he kind of held up the puck and then shot it bar down and it pinged. That is... Oh, yes, on the breakaway. Yeah, that is such a nice goal. And he's, he's European, so you've got to put him on there. Yeah, I think um, Doan was the, on with him on that one. That was awesome. Yeah. I, that, sh- that shit gave me chills. And yeah, just and even the call by um can't remember who it was now. But yeah, even the call on that on that play was just yeah, just incredible moments. So I've got to put him on there. Um okay. probably gonna go for ob- obvious one, Shane Doan. Gotta put him on there just for the service he had for his service uh at the Coyotes playing throughout his career. Um I'd put on Honestly, I put on Clayton Keller. I never was a massive fan of his when I first started watching. I didn't like his size. And if I'm going to be honest, I thought it was a bit of a bust pick when we first got him in. Um, But since then, and especially last season, he's just uh, shown to be a leader on the ice. His skill is so much better than anybody else's. On the team, he's the best player we've got right now, and he's going to be uh, the future, you'd like to think, uh, of this team. Then how many more? Is there one more? So yep, one more. yep, one more. One more. Oh, let's have a think. Um, first player I fell, on, fell in love with at the Coyotes, Darcy Kemper, uh, oh, especially yep. during the playoffs practically winning us that series again against uh, Nashville uh, which was already a couple of years back now which shows that times shows that times flies but yeah he was brilliant lights out when he was here and really happy for him that he got that cup in Colorado still follow him uh, still follow how he plays really big fan of his hopefully he comes back in the future but I doubt it. But yeah, so yeah, I'd, I'd go for those four. Yeah, just because of I've either like they're playing or they've just got a moment or like a series or a game in my head that sticks out and just as as like big moments or like some of my favourite moments. So yeah, I'd go with Bodka, Doan, Kemper, and Clayton. I like it. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. So on the I spot think- as well. Yeah, I think the only person that's a commonality on every Mount Rushmore is Shane Doan, which just speaks to his legacy with the team. Yep. Yeah, he is the Coyotes. I mean, really. Well, yeah. You can't not have a top four or top five or top whatever Coyotes and not put Shane Doan on there. I don't think it's physically possible. Nope. I think he's got to nope. be on there somewhere. Instant boot from the pod if you don't. Absolutely. Mid-episode. All right, boys. I think that is going to be our show. Do you guys have any last-minute ads before we wrap this thing up? No, just uh, thank you all for listening. Remember to uh, give us five stars. uh, Leave us comments. Share us around. Pass us around. But just thank you all for listening. We wouldn't do this without you. Thank you, Joe, for coming on. It was a blast having you on. And yeah, thanks for having me. Definitely we'll have to do this one again. 
Oh, mm-hmm. for sure. And thank you for, because uh, I don't know what time it is there, but it's got to be what? Early morning? You want to guess? 3 a.m. Close. You're 20 minutes off 3 a.m. Oh. Damn. I guess. Yeah. Mm. You're a trooper, I bro. I work night yeah. shifts. You, you get used to it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dedicated to uh, be up to mm-hmm. 4 a.m. watching coyotes, talking coyotes. So that's, you definitely appreciate well, that. Thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, if you want to follow me on Twitter, uh, at AZ Coyotes UK, um, come join the party. I'm <laughs> usually up watching games. I, I have to plan it. I'm not, I'm not up watching all of them. It's not physically possible, but yeah. Um, feel free to give us a follow. Uh, I wrote write a bit as well on a Substat. It's in the Twitter bio, so you can follow that as well if you like. And yes, yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Hell yeah, Joe. Thanks for so much for making time for us. Uh, it's been a long time coming since we've wanted to have you on. So uh, glad we finally got to get schedules coordinated and have this work out. Um, but everybody else, thanks for listening. We appreciate you all. Like Grandy said, go ahead and whore us out a little bit. Share us around. Uh, um and boys always a pleasure talking hockey with you and we'll catch you all in the next one absolutely and from all of us here have a great night we'll see you in the next one